Hello, Poppets, and welcome to When Will It End, the movie podcast for me and Charles. We watch the movies, and I surprise Charles. Oh, he's so surprised. It's Dead Man's Chest time, motherfucker. Did you just call our listeners Poppets? Hello, Poppets. Hello, Poppets. Number two, baby. Two movies. Two movies. Two, two instances two of... Two Poppets. Hello, Poppets. Hello, Poppet. Hey, this is a movie podcast where a couple of pirates... Coming in hot on the pirate airwaves. Hello, 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 pop it. Okay, when will it end? We're watching the series of movies. The series we're watching, as we said earlier, it's the Die Hard 2 of the seas. That's right. It's motherfucking Pirates of the Caribbean. We just watched what felt like 19 movies in four and a half hours, but was in fact technically one movie in two and a half hours. It's Dead Man's Chest, the sequel to Curse of the Black Pearl. This was a... Fuck of a movie. I, I I actually, I think by the end of this, I'm one over. I have a little pirate fever going on. I've got so much pirate fever. I just want to talk like a pirate all oh, podcast. I would like, I hope you don't. And I would like to kick off this Can movie. I keep it up? I, I Fuck. I was going to keep it up, but it started hurting the back of my throat. Okay. I want to read a couple selections from the IMDb's <laughs> reviews. <laughs> this is not going to be a new thing. Okay, well, no, this will be Sky Blue Angel da- hyphen one. Okay, we can read that. Okay, one. I'm, I like I'm not going to read the whole one, but we're Are talking, you sure? We're talking Would about you like sequels. To? Mm, I'll read it until I'm good and done. Um, <laughs> we're, we've been talking a lot about sequels. We've been talking a lot about people. Like, this is Black Pearl had this seismic impact on culture where suddenly everybody was a poppet. Everybody wanted a <laughs> sure. taste of Jack Sparrow's rum soaked breath. Fuck yeah. <sighs> Do you think, like, the reactions from actors. Are, cannot be that good. Do you think they just soaked his breath in like pig shit and rum? He genuinely looks like he smells like shit in this yeah. movie. So like, but again, we're watching some fucking gross movies. Look, I thought the first one had some gross stuff in it. This movie was disgusting. Is this Shrek level gross? In the first few minutes, a fucking raven eats the eye of a fucking dead man. Who's Can't, like He was alive. Holy shit, you're he right. He was alive. Fuck. Yeah, basically what, he goes into like a nightmare prison. We don't. We barely even get why he's there other than to get a, a drawing of a key because these movies are fucking amazing. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay. All right. Let's read this. What was Sky this? Blue Angel dash one. I want to meet this person. Wait, is it dash or hyphen? Uh, hyphen. 10 July 2006. Eight out of 10 stars. Viva Pirates. Eight out of 10 Viva Pirates? Can, well, you, can you use the term Viva Pirates in good faith and only give it 8 out of 10? I think Sky Blue Angel hyphen one's a lot to answer for. Let's find out. This and the war in Iraq. Both. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, when I read the review for the movie in my hometown paper, I was a little scared that pirates might be a letdown. The trailer and the movie clips, it seemed, didn't really let on that there was much of a storyline. That it just kind of goes on and on and on. <laughs> oh, my God. Like The Matrix 2 with no storyline. Just fighting. Plus... Most people do agree. Sequels are hardly ever as good as the originals. Hey, maybe Sky Angel Blue should listen to this podcast. We're fucking deconstructing that theory. I know. We're bringing it And in this case, says Sky Blue Angel hyphen one, it's true. No hyphen, sorry. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest isn't the original, but it's an awesome movie in its own right. There are a few surprises in this movie. A few characters come back from the first they wouldn't expect to see in the second, but um, that's all I'm saying. Okay, this movie's definitely this, a lot more uh, violent and gory than the first one. Don't bring the little kids to it, which is true. I want to get into that in a minute. So, but trust me, this is not a Matrix type movie. There is an actual storyline, wow. and a good one at that. Wow. Now, I want to read you the summation provided by. Okay, because I was wondering where you're going. So far, this is not as good as 
what was it I I K hyphen one E A K hyphen one is I would say he's the Jack Sparrow of reviewing the Pirates films. That's true. He's the iconoclast who defined that experience. I'm gonna let you finish. Then I have a question. I'm not gonna read all of them. I'm just gonna, I want to get to the, the the important part. The here. juice. Okay. Here is how. The, okay, this is how she. I'm okay. You know what? I gendered this. That was a mistake. Sky Blue Angel. I don't know your your gender. Thank I apologize. You. I, I, thank you. Thank okay. There's an actual storyline and a good one at that. This is the description provided by this IMDb user. Captain Jack Sparrow is back as well as Elizabeth and Will, who are forced to find him and obtain his compass, or else they'll face the gallows. <laughs> well, actually, Will has to find him. Elizabeth escapes, and yes, as you've seen in the trailers, she does dress up like a man for this movie, making it all the more comical. You'll see what I mean. Those weren't funny scenes. No. Um, that's all that this person provides as a description of the plot. What? amazing because they're saying this isn't like a Matrix. There is... More plot in this movie than the entire Matrix trilogy. I'm pretty confident. We I had a great moment okay. where uh, your girlfriend came home. We were about what halfway through. Yeah, yeah we made then. it to the hour and ten mark, so a little under half. She was like, "What's going on? What's this? What's this uh, crazy movie about?" And she gave you three sentences without any grammar. You could have done whatever you wanted. You did marvelously. Oh, thank you. And you barely made a comprehensive... Like, you were incoherently babbling about what the fuck was going on. Because this movie, as you said, is, I think, four movies worth of plot wrapped into one. It's a... It's... it's, And I think it's interesting. Everyone sort of... This person picked out one tiny bit. They, this person picked out the they very left. beginning. Okay. Yes. Do you think they even finished the movie? I, I don't know. I think most people walk out of these, and I don't know how anyone could retain all of this. We're watching these in rapid succession. I'm actually a little concerned because this movie, here's a little spoiler, ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. Right. They do a bit of the old Empire Strikes Back where it ends on a lot of loose ends and a lot of, well, for the next part of the journey, we'll have to go to an even crazier place, the world's end. So yeah. Is that coming up? I don't really appreciate the Star Star Wars thing, but I, I see what you're saying. I want to apologize to you. Thank you. I want to apologize to Captain Jack Sparrow. Thank you. I want to apologize to the little dog with the keys. Yeah. I want to apologize I... to Jonathan Bryce. I want to apologize to, oh, who's that? Jeffrey Rush is back as Barbosa. Woo. Honestly, that got me hard as a rock. You said you got chills and you never lie to me. I got chills. You got actual chills. When, I got chills. When the barbs came down the stairs. Well, because they're like, you know, we're going to bring in a, a famous captain. I'm like, who the fuck? Who are they going to bring in? We turned to all the captains. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Motherfucking Barbarossa eating his fucking apple. I called it. He got his fucking apple. I called it. Yeah. I did not. He fucking spills juice. Spills that apple juice. Here's, here's the headline. made apple juice in his mouth and it spilled and out, of his, spilled mouth. out yeah. of his mouth. Here's the headline for this movie. All right. Dead man's ellipses best question mark. Local critic says, colon, yes, exclamation point. Uh, journalism. I thought you hated the papers. You call them rags. Uh, they're dirty commie rags, yeah. Yeah, you hate them. You know, they support all sorts of narratives that, I don't know, they paint you, America in a bit of a dark light, and this is a shining beacon to people. Do you feel that by printing your radio stories on the internet, that is different than a paper? <laughs> uh, yeah, fuckhead, it's a screen. You can't <laughs> fucking hold a screen like that. I mean, you can if you're an uh, iPad. No, you can't. <laughs> you ever uh, no, you can't. What about an iPad? You've seen Jobs. They got stands for those now. You don't hold them anymore. They're fucking dumb. Okay, here's what it, I'm trying to say. Answer, yeah. 
it's very I don't I you know I'm I'm, I'm honestly I want to puzzle this out with you. How do yeah. we talk about this movie? I think it's almost a waste of time to actually try to explicate the plot of this movie. Right, and I really appreciate that you normally do that because I'm garbage at dealing with plot. You could have stopped right there. Well, no, no, I, I you bring that to the table. No, and just I'm, with your garbage. Oh, you mean start and stop with that? You just so get said, rid of the first part. I'm garbage. And right. Then, but I also had something before. So you get rid of the first two. All right, let's go again. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm garbage. Agreed. Continue. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Okay. Um, okay. Here's what I want to get at in this movie. A big part of what we talk about when we look at a series of films is how both emotionally, dare I say, philosophically, mm. and you know, geographically and, and production design-wise, how do you expand a world as it continues? So in this movie... I had no doubt that they could throw a gazillion wacky fucked up things on the screen. And which, by the way, they do with incredible splendor. The color. This is a better movie than the first movie. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to Let's just that. get it out there. Yeah. We were, we were not thrilled about watching the first one. Right. If you remember from last week's episode, we ended it. I said I was, I was already ready to end it. Mm-hmm. You said you weren't. And then I said, because I'm scared to be alone. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Let's, let's see what happens. And listener, you better believe I exploit that for my own ends. Like a regular old Cap'n Jack Sparrow. Yeah, you are a little bit like a Cap'n Jack Sparrow. Well, I'm dashing. I'm roguish. And you I'm hate charismatic. When, whenever I call you just Josh, you're like, Captain Josh. Yeah, I did I did hit you at dinner yeah. tonight, and I apologize. That's all right. But anyway. It's fine. I don't like to be alone. Okay, so we can get into the dubiously problematic depiction of the cannibal tribe towards the beginning of the film. Or the mm-hmm. mind-warping three-way sword fight on a massive spinning mm-hmm. wheel, which is actually one of the best action scenes I've seen in a long time. Yeah. But what this movie really needed that I that delivered in a way I was unprepared for how successful it would be was that the emotional complexity of the movie by the end is like a – it's fucking great. And I, I, I can say like boldly and proudly, I'm a pirate head because – Wow. What we were saying in the first movie is that Kira Knightley slash Natalie Portman, we have not figured out who it was yet. We're not sure. We're not sure. We're, we're going to call her Natalie for now. Um, and uh, the great Will Turner, played by Orlando Bloom, they're a little white bread. They're not They're not like, we don't, they're not a lot of texture to them in the first movie. They're sort of like, you know, the stand-in like hero, heroine, sort of like, et cetera. In this movie, everyone gets fucking filthy and mm. does crazy shit and becomes more badass and piratey and, 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 I think, I think Kira Knightley in particular is fantastic in this movie. And I think her character, all of the richness that was kind of lacking from the first one, where you see sort of indications of it that I enjoyed. In this movie, she's like full on like, you know, yeah. outsmarts fucking Jack Sparrow by the end. I take back. Well, I don't take back. I still agree. I still stand. Never admit I, that you're wrong. Yeah. Last time, uh, Portman was not great. Mm. I don't think she did a great job. She was. She had a boring character, but I think her acting was a little overboard. <laughs> like on a boat, like on a fucking boat or a yeah, ship. Or a yeah, ship, fuck, a ship. fuck, that's so fucking yeah. good. Like walk the Because they're fucking pirates on boats. <laughs> they like spend their movie on a fucking boat. Yeah. Watch well, a lot a lot of boats. They churn through boats. In this they're churning movie. through it's captains. Churning through boats. Um But uh Kira whatever Kira? It's Kira Portman. Kira Portman. Yeah. Is that her actual name? Kira? Yes. That's a funny name. I didn't really say it. I've never said it out loud because they just keep calling her Natalie. Yeah. Kira. Right. Okay. Uh, Portman is, she's good. She's like maybe the best actor in the movie. 
I, I agree. Well, here's uh, Bill Nye was fucking awesome. Bill Nye was great. Uh, okay, so in the first movie, we were all about Jeffrey Rush. We loved. So in the first movie, there's there's dual antagonists, and they mirror that again in this movie, which is great. In the first movie, there's there's Commodore Norrington, who's the prick who wants to marry Elizabeth Swan, yep. and there's the great Jeffrey Rush's Barbarossa, who's just fucking chewing up everything like a motherfucker. Oh, he's awesome. He's amazing. In this movie, you're like, how can I get more fucking ridiculous? And they cast Bill Nye as. Davy Jones, yeah. but his face is Cthulhu with penises. Yes. And it's fucking sick. And he's like doing all this shit. I would kill to see this the the motion capture work. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. imagine he's just doing so much of this fucking So much face. lip work. And it, this right. actually this reminded me of Idris Elba from Star Trek. Right. Where it was like the moment they shrouded him in CGI, which it came out much later than this, right? Yeah. 2011 absolutely. or 12. Who fucking cares? Yeah. It came out after this. And once they put him in CGI, Idris Elba became a fucking impotent piece of shit. Barely recognizable. Bad actor. Bill, on the other hand... He's not a bad actor. No, I'm saying like, no, no, no. He just... When, when there was that like the flashback scene oh, yeah, when he yeah. wasn't in the CGI, I was like, oh my God, this is the guy I wanted to be watching the whole movie. Right. And for some reason, when they translated him to CGI, you lost everything. They lost all his facial expressions. Everything was just gone. Yeah. Here, Bill is just like fucking... Like making weird lip noises and okay. shit, and it all translates. To set the table, if you haven't seen this, his face is completely obscured. Like, no nose. Do you think Jack? Right. Do you think no Johnny nose. Yes. Maybe they <laughs> they're like, all right. Maybe in this one, they're like, well, good news, bad news. Someone's not going to have a nose. Not going to be you. <laughs> but he's like, that's good news. That's double right. good news because at least someone doesn't have a nose. Right. And, that's and, all he wants. Okay. Tell them about. Okay. I'm going to look something up on IMDb. Aww. No, no. Tell them about what the, the, one of my favorite scenes in this series so far. When we what? see Davy Jones's private area, what is he doing? His private area? <laughs> when we see his genitals. No, no. God. When we see him performing. Oh, the organ scene? This was when I was like, oh, this fucking slaps. Yeah. Well, I think what's really great about this movie. Say what it is. I just set you up. He plays the organ. With? His face. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. That was fucking crazy. I know, but isn't that weird that like I didn't even notice? It's it's like made so much sense that he would be playing the organ with his face, but you're right. He plays the organ with his face. With his fucking face. But what's cool about this movie is that unlike we were talking about Star Wars last time, we were talking about Matrix, where entire the entire movies become CGI. You can tell gore. Yeah. He's an old school director. Right. So more than half of this movie is still practical effects, and not only are they practical effects, they're fucking made with care. Like the, things the, look, the, the prop work is exceptional. So like it helps so much to be like introduced to this world that barely makes any sense, uh-huh. but it looks so real and you're like, sure, well, I'm in. Particularly Davy Jones's ship is fucking amazing. The they Flying must... Dutchman is amazing. Wow. The interior of the decks are just like covered in like coral and rust and yeah. crap. And at one point a man emerges from a wall <laughs> and talks for three minutes and disappears again. And you see his brain exposed and it's like, yep, yeah, this part of Davy Jones's shit. Cool. Um, I love that scene because it was supposed to be expository and all it did was just make things so much more complicated. Right. Um, legit, the plot to this movie was fucking mental. So many things happen in it that it's literally not worth getting into. We'll touch on things. Yeah. There are multiple Kraken attacks. We're on like eight different islands. There are so many different competing objectives that's happening simultaneously. And yet, the madness of it all just works. You're in this, if the first one's like, it's like a swashbuckling adventure. This one's like, smoke a fucking ketamine-soaked cigarette 
<laughs> shoot up some heroin, lie back and watch this fucking fuck fest. Yeah. It's crazy. It's true. We did both those things. We smoked a, 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 a <laughs> We were still coming off. Hey, it's a lot. We're coming up, coming down. Coming around, baby. Hey, talk about the mixture of CG and uh, practical effects. We have the sad oh. sax down Sarsgaard who we finally meet Bootstrap Bill. Yeah. The father of William Turner. Spinning image of Orlando. Oh, they look identical. Identical. The the, the elf bird, um, uh, Orlando Bloom, and (laughs) Stellan Sarsgaard's slap-ass sad face. He's a man who looks like perpetually found out that someone shit on his mother's grave. (laughs) That is his expression at all times. I feel like it's more the kind of facial expression of a man who is constantly being reminded that he has genital herpes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because a defeatedness. Yeah. But he's great. He looks like he has face herpes with his like face barnacles. That's true. But the detail work on all of Davy Jones's ridiculous crew of crustacean men is insane. Yeah. The little flowers. I feel like it looks a little CGI schlocky every now and then. Every now and again. That being said, the Kraken still is the thing that comes off the worst CGI in yeah. this movie. But whatever. I, it's a small price to pay. It's really interesting how that happens. Yeah. Like, what, what, what do you think? They just get, like, so overwhelmed by the size of this? It's like, just ah, too big. Yeah. It's just too big. Which is weird because it's, it's all the same size. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, the, the, like now clo- they're rendering something that's bigger than a boat. But I'm just saying, like, a close-up, a close-up of a shark man should require a very similar amount of... The hammerhead shark guy still looked a little weird. Can we just admit that neither of us know anything about c- CGI? This Yet is true. we will talk for a couple minutes about what we think what we are the shortcomings think. of the artist. Look, this movie's an incredible accomplishment. <laughs> Look, I would describe this. Here's what I was thinking. I don't know if you had the same reaction. I was watching this and I was going, this is proto Aquaman. Hmm. I wasn't thinking I that. I loved Aquaman. And this felt like that same level of like, we're going full batshit. Like, yeah. we have an entire studio behind us, and we're going to go completely 110% over the top. I'm so excited for this series. Yeah, I am not. When will it end? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I am so sorry that Pump I said that. Pump some more fucking pirates in my fucking mouth. <laughs> That's all right. Some pirates in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, to think about, I love, I, I love this series because now I can think about, like, it started in 2003. Three-year break. This is now 2006. Iron Man's about to come out in 2008 to like really turn out this like grand scope cinematic universe. And like this thing is like coming into its own like a little bit before all this. And I'm really excited to see. I know it's going to fizzle out. I'm a little scared. People are going to stop caring around 2013, whatever. But like I'm excited to see how this is competing against this other giant world that's getting created around the same time. Well, owned by the same company when when that finally happens. Wait, really? Disney owns Marvel. Yeah. When did Disney? When does Disney own Marvel? I mean, I, I want to say uh, I don't know the exact time, but I mean, they're, 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 these are two franchises under the same production house. At this, at wow, this this, this is what I was talking about. Disney right. just, just owns everything. No, it's insane. Wow, it's pretty crazy. Because they own both pirates and Marvel and the Disney shit. And the Disney shit? And the Disney shit. Disney owns Disney shit? Disney owns Disney That's shit now. It's crazy. Walt would be spinning in his cryogenic chamber. Okay, so the other Do you think they this... spin him regularly? Woo! <laughs> he likes Communism it. Communism was a lie. He loves it. We must defeat Marx. Um, Tom, uh, so Tom Hollander plays the shitty Dutch East India Company guy. That's the guy from In the Loop. The shitty... Oh, yeah. The schmuck, the schmuck yeah, yeah, guy yeah, yeah, from yeah, that yeah. movie. Which is great. Yeah. But yeah, so on one he hand. He plays a good schmuck. He's a great schmuck. We have the schmucky Dutch East India Company who wants to control the seas with Davy Jones's beating heart. 
which Jack also needs to get to fulfill a thing he made to Davy Jones. Was cool. They didn't really even explain what his plan was with that. Which no, I liked. right. So that's good. Again, I, I want to get back to this. This is a cliffhanger movie. Let's talk about that for a minute. We're okay, we're, we're we're talking about movie two. They've introduced a cliffhanger with a second. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt there's going to be a third movie, even before this was done being made. No. I but mean, like, they, we talked to her last time about the subtitles. They already were hoping to churn these out. Or not churn these out, but like turn this into they, something. They created a structure for which this could be limitless as far as the narrative. But I like what you're talking about. Right. Because so this I'm, is a very different feel. They're gunning for a third movie, no question at this point. Yeah. What, what is it audacious to set up a cliffhanger in your second film? Like with the Matrix trilogy, we know it's a trilogy, so the the first movie ends with a big ooh, and then like, but this one, the first movie ends with like, well, I guess we'll all have more pirate adventures. Actually, I would disagree. Okay. I think the Matrix one and Pirates one are very similar. Oh, because when Jack Sparrow falls off the thing, it's like when Neil goes flying. Wake me up inside. Yeah, that song. I can't wake up inside and save me from this nothing I become. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Wake me up. That's I can't wake up. Can't wake. Sorry, I'm saying. Fuck. Sorry. Now I'm out of it. I'm sorry. It's okay. This happens all. This is like when I have sex. Real. Go on. Well, you know, just sometimes you like think you're doing the right thing, and then Uh you're not, and then you get the sign that you're not, and then it's just like. What do you do? And crawl back in your cage and hope tomorrow will be a little easier. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I would say that uh, Davy Jones's face playing the organ was the octopus playing the drums in Aquaman of 2006. <laughs> we were talking about Matrix. Oh, yeah. Okay, I just so- wanted to bring up that the end of the Matrix was very closed. It's a full story, and it's a triumphant just flying off somewhere. There's no, like... Whoa! What's going to happen next? Why? Are, why? What's like? There's nothing set up for movie two. Much in the same way that Pirates is just like, it's a closed story. Everyone learns something. Everyone's having fun. We don't even need another movie. Just like The Matrix didn't really need another movie. But much like The Matrix, Matrix two, and this two, they're like it's basically one giant fucking movie caught up into two. This is true. You know, I I'm all on board. I love that they swing dick so hard on this. It's kind of crazy. And I'm I'm like really impressed with what they've done so far. And I want another one. And I think leaving me, I like I like cliffhanger. That's what got me through the first season of Heroes. Still never seen it. Don't know what happens in it. It doesn't matter. It's a really bad show. Sure. But like the fact that they just set up every episode to have a cliffhanger is like yeah. Yeah, I'll watch the next one. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta know what's gonna happen next. Okay, so talking about dealing with the tension of the movie, there's a moment in this that was so wonderful that I burst out laughing and said it was the best moment of the first two movies so far. I loved it. Um, the 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 man who brought us Allo Poppet, the little bald fellow, and his tall friend Dwight from the Office UK. Um, they're Which sort you of said like the, the, I look like. You look just a spitting image. Spitting image. It's spitting image. Uh, they're sort of the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the movies, where they sort of have their own thing yeah. going on all the time. They're always sort of having their own hijinks. And in this movie, they do something so, again, similarly audacious, which I feel like I, we haven't maybe seen something quite this confident in, in any of this yet. But as Norrington, Will, and Captain Jack break out into a three-way sword fight over Davy Jones's heart for their different objectives, they just stand back and... and the little guy's like, well, what's all this then? And then the tall guy goes, well, what's happening is, and then breaks down the plot and he goes, it's a convoluted story and a little standoff situation or whatever. And it's fucking great. It was so funny. I, they, 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 they took like a break from the movie to step back and be like, we have created quite the pickle. 
Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah, I just, uh, I was, I loved it. And I was just spending some time on my phone. I'm, and look at me unoffended. I'm proud of you for doing research. Because I was curious, like writing. Yeah. This is the same writer as the first one. Isn't it a duo? Yeah, I was just looking at one of them. Same writer as Shrek. What? Yeah. Are you shitting me? I'm not shitting Holy you. shit. Wait, holy fuck. Read it. Go. What? 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 Uh, so Ted Elliott, screenwriter. Ted, we fucking love you, bro. Um, He wrote a whole bunch. He wrote Aladdin, the original, not the new one. He wrote He wrote Aladdin, Shrek, and Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this fucking he wrote, modern he renaissance wrote, He was an uncredited worker on National Treasure. Um, He wrote National Treasure Book of Secrets. Secrets. He is, he is, oh, he, no, wait, Guy Ritchie directed Aladdin. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm down, I'm down a well. Yeah, okay. Um, I got to get off back. my phone. I can't yeah. just, I'm not a good millennial. I'm actually, I'm bad at using my phone. Um, but I think that's really great that we have <laughs> some nice it's connection so good. here. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just read something in the trivia section that will break your heart. I'm so happy for this. You like it when I, I yeah, I like, I want to see the despair in your eye. If so, you, if I had a box with my heart in it and you, and you knew where it was. Here's the thing. This movie talked with this movie's about a beating a severed beating heart in a box. It has not been explained yet what this heart does or why it controls the seas or Well, what. no, I mean all we know is that it's if you kill heart. the heart, it will kill Davy Jones and then you, you will can, no longer control the seas. And you will control the seas. But I do like that No, it's just that he sort of commands He's the seas. He's your biggest impediment to controlling the seas. So if you're the East India Trading Company. Cuz he controls the Kraken. That's true. Yeah, and the Kraken was fucked up. <laughs> Wait, what were you going to say? That trivia is going to break my little heart. Yes. Okay. So, um, first off, we were talking earlier about you know oh all that's all that they made all the stuff it's so cool yeah what remember you were talking about we look at the shot of Jack approaching the 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 black pearl cast up on the on the beach mm-hmm. digital model motherfucker are you kidding me I'm not kidding you that looks so good you fucked up so. I didn't fuck up. You fucked up. Shut up. However, Gore Verbinski preferred to use practical props for the giant wheel and the bone cages sequences. Feeling yes. long close-up shots would help further suspend the audience's disbelief. Thank you, Gore. Gore, Gore. Highest grossing movie of 2006. You know what's not surprising? What's that? Same director as Mousetrap. Yeah, I mean, that vibe, that carries over really that, strong. I didn't know that going in. I was looking up Gore while you were shitting. Took that giant. It was shit. honestly really satisfying. I ate a lot of pizza over the weekend, so I was concerned there would have like an impediment to my fortunes thereof. But no, it went really well. Impediment to your fortunes? Yeah, it came. You, you you boasted. I did. I felt really good about it. I looked at it. I I, I didn't close the seat when I flushed it because I wanted to see it. Like, did you take a picture? No, I'm not. No, no, no. If I search poop on my iPhone, you know you can search through your pictures with the words. I don't have an iPhone because I don't fucking buy into Steve oh. Jobs is bullshit, bro. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, you do. I mean, in the sense that he's my hero, yeah. yes. You just don't like his products. Well, I mean, look, you can uh, love the player and hate the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that would be more like you just hate computers. Let me explain. Okay. Steve Jobs brought us Ashton Kutcher playing Steve Jobs in Jobs. That's so true. So, yes, uh, am I thankful that his life was fodder for one of our finer thespians, uh, I don't know, defining work? He sinks, I don't know. He melts into that role. He does. Make the computers better. <laughs> Look, Bill Gates, I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking stick. By the way, uh, we're never going to cover this on this show, but uh, Jobs is a fantastic movie, and I know me and Charles have seen it like three times. You can listen to our full audio commentary. 
Yes, we it's just episode it. like twenty nine of our the original podcast. So yeah, if you're uh, curious and want to match up our audio with the video from Jobs, live the dream. Go do it. Yeah, it's your life, right? We get okay. drunk doing it, so it's sort of funny. So getting back to Grover Binsky for a minute, what he does so well in this movie, akin to Mousetrap, another excellent movie, is that. A lesser director, one, wouldn't dream of half of this bullshit for every action Mm. scene. Two, could not actually execute it in a way that was remotely visually coherent. And three, wouldn't make it seem fun. Right. And I think the movie kind of like, for all of the lore and all of the mythos and all of the whatever, the more you sort of just let go and be like, all right, I'm doing this now. (laughs) It was fucking great. Yeah. The buildup to that final fight scene on the island is incredible. Oh, yeah. The whole... I... Never really lost interest. Right. I think in the first one, I definitely like kind of. I faded in. This one, I lost a little bit of interest. I think at the the end of the first third, I was kind of like, what is going on? Yeah, you were a little confused. Right. Well, there's a lot going. But I think when they go to the the lady on the swamp island, the the voodoo island planet, it Mm. feels like Star Wars, honestly. Sorry for this reference. Why? Why does it feel like Star Wars, Josh? Because they go to such dramatically different locations where you're like, this might as well be other planets. Like, this is fucking insane. Yeah. And Verbinski's whole like style well i don't know who, who's who shot this movie but like the the difference in color and texture between <laughs> environments is radical yeah like point point royal tortuga the ship the they all look like fucking completely different universes that's great yeah it's well done because like that's what you need right you need a very quick visual aid to tell you what's the fuck's going on when you have three different storylines all overlapping well, we talk about people talk about the sameness of like some really established universes, like the MCU, like Star Wars, like Star Trek, whatever. This movie, I don't think we've been in a in an uninteresting location yet, right? Which is kind of amazing. Yeah, it's all series. been beautiful. I yeah. mean, they really went to the they did like they shot all this. It seems like in these locations. Yeah, in the Caribbean, maybe. Um, I would be shocked if not. I oh, actually, I read in the trivia that some of the stuff from the first movie was destroyed in a hurricane. Wow. Some of, the, some of the props and sets, oh. so for sure. Yeah. They're, they're really fine. They're Disney. They could spend some of the fucking billion dollars they made making these movies on it. I was just thinking about the props. Oh, those props. Oh, I, I want a prop. Okay. What kind of prop? <laughs> it's from this movie, I think. Okay. So at the beginning of the movie, our intro shot to Jack Sparrow is they're dumping coffins from the Nightmare Prison mm. into the ocean. Are you asking if I'd want one of those coffins? No. A raven lands on the coffin, starts packing on it. Yeah. The raven is then blown away with a fucking gun blast. <laughs> yeah. And then Depp bursts out of the coffin, apologizes to a corpse, tears its leg off, and uses the leg to paddle away from the prison. Mm. Do you? Th- how long do you think the sustained standing ovation for that scene was? In it 2006. Never, end- never yeah. ended. The whole movie, they were just applauding. I feel like people eye clapped. I feel like it was just like a complete like... Wait, did you just say I clapped or I clapped? Oh, I thought you meant people were eye clapping. Like, somehow. what the fuck is that? I don't know. That's what I was about to ask. You're you. such a Jobs brain. You're an Apple like bro. Clapping with your eyelids. Clap, 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 clap. Well, here's the thing about that. It doesn't make that sound. But you have to say it. Clap, 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 clap. clap so you're just clap, blinking clap. and saying clap a lot. Yeah, it's eye clapping. Yeah, people do it. People love it. You heard it here. Hashtag eye clapping. Do you eye clap? Hashtag eye clap. There's an app for that. There's, an There's app a for that. clap for that. So I want to talk about Jack Sparrow in this movie. They really complicate his character in this by like, he's a real piece of shit in this movie. Mm, he becomes much more of a piece of shit. To, to the extent that I was a little surprised that everybody, I mean, perhaps motivated by the guilt and frustration and shame through everyone's mutual degradation over the course of this film, which again, I applaud. Are you talking about the end? Yeah. Yeah, I but agree like, with he's you. He's a real piece of shit in this movie. Well, I agree with you that 
I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I understand why the three pirates would want to go rescue him. But them, I was like, no, wait, she feels really guilty about killing him. And I don't know why Orlando Bloom wants to go get him. Maybe he wants to get him so he can kill him for kiss Ooh, for me. I think he wants to be cool. Okay, so here's what we're, we're talking about. making out with his fucking girlfriend. The whole movie, Jack Sparrow is using really coercive, manipulative means to try to fuck uh, Elizabeth Swan. And so, she's, and she's rebuffing yeah. him. It's fucking, it's fucked up. And he's like saying like, look, you want to be, you pretend like you're good and good and good, but you want to be like me, crazy and fucked up and insane. You want to taste the fire, baby. Yeah. Lick the blade. Um, and it's, it's very sexual and it is very intense chemistry. And finally, the way she like tricks him into doing a good selfless thing is by making out with him and chaining him to the deck of the Black Pearl to die. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy moment. It is her maybe finest acting moment of uh, her, Portman's career. Right. And I think it is where she goes to make out with him one last time, doesn't, then says, I'm not sorry. Incredible. It's amazing. Incredible. And then even better, Will Turner sees this happen. Yeah. So the movie ends with like, she, he feels betrayed by her. She feels guilty of betraying a betrayer. Jack might be dead. Everyone's like crushed. We've at this point watched what hundreds of people die horribly. Mm. It's and, kind of a crazy movie. And what's cool is in the next one, Jack Stewart is going to come back and he's going to be like, what the fuck's going on, motherfuckers? This is going to be, he's like, not, no one's going to care. I got rimmed out in Portugal. Ha ha. He really reminds me of the Simon Pegg character in The World's End. Yeah, like he learns nothing. He's indefatigable. He just keeps trucking on. Yeah, he just keeps doing these destructive things to make his life better at the detriment to all around him. And yeah. the people around him care. And suffer horribly. And suffer. <laughs> it's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's a it's a cool character. Yeah, I, I want to see a, a cucked bloom. Yeah. Like, that shit's great. Like, the way he dealt with it was by doing nothing. For now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, where's, where's Jack? Where's Jack? Where's Jack? Where is he? Oh, hey, you know, if you see your girl making out with a crazy pirate guy in a boat, you gotta talk to her about it. Yeah. And guys, that goes for you, too. Who? If you make out with a crazy pirate oh, person on the boat, you you're going to talk to your partner about them as well. About okay? I'm sorry. This is more confusing I'm saying than the their plot. relationship. Oh, well, I can add a few more layers to it if you want. I just want to know what the one. I think you need to talk about it, guys. You need to sit down and talk this out. So regardless of what's going on, you should just talk about it. I think Will Turner needs to say, Elizabeth Swan, I mm-hmm. saw you kiss Jack Sparrow. Look, I don't know what your motives were or if the situation got to you, but it made me feel insecure in our relationship to see you making out with our mutual friend slash eccentric pansexual imp. You know, like that's, I think that's something you need to talk about with your partner. Yeah. But you were also saying that she should talk to him about it. I think she could provide the context of, I made out with him to trick him. To mm-hmm. lure the Kraken away from us so we could escape from the Black Pearl. Yeah. I now know a lot about these movies. <laughs> and I don't know how Isn't I that feel the joy about that. of watching these movies? I will say the sense of completion of watching a Jaws 4 where you're like, I did it. I've seen all the Jaws. Yeah, you and like that. It's cool because no one cares. Right. And it doesn't matter. You can write a book. I watched four movies. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. You should make that be the title I'm the of the movie your man. I watched. Here's four, the thing. I watched four movies. Look at me on the movie man by Josh Landis. What breaks my heart about this series Please is that. Write that book. Uh, happily. Chapter one. The year was 2019. Um, no. Okay. Good so, start. Thank you. I would really like all series after the Jaws series to do what they do and retcon an entire movie out of existence. 
Yeah. Think about how liberating that must be. Well, I feel like that was just a thing. Like, Back to the Future got different actors to play his girlfriend. Like, they just seemed to be a little less caring about whether continuity made any sense. This is true. And now we're post-2005. Yeah. We're now like, wait, no, this people actually, we're not using kids' toys anymore. Did you know, like, in, the, in Jaws, like, He's wearing shoes. She's not wearing shoes. Then she's like, how? It's like, who? I mean, I honestly don't give a shit, but it's like, they just didn't care about that sort of stuff back then. Continuity errors, like if you go to IMDb and look at continuity errors for older movies, thousands. Yeah. If you go now, big old zero. Yeah. No more. We got rid of continuity errors. Yeah. I remember the Godfather famously, the little Caesar's mascot is in one of the shots. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a me, an Italiano. And then he's he, straight to camera. And then he's never referred Wait, to. Wait, the mascot says that? Yeah. He says, it's a me, Italiano. It's at one of the big wedding scenes where there's like a lot of Italians around. One uh-huh. of them is the, the little Caesar's mascot. And he says, it's a me, I'm Italiano. And then they never refer to him again in the film. Do you think he dies? I think there's a deleted scene where Luca Brasi slashes his throat. And uh, we'll never get to see that, which is a bummer. So why is that a continuity error? Well, it's confusing that, you know, the mascot of a massive corporate pizza chain is in The Godfather. And you think they they comment on that. They just gave more than Domino's. You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and offer me a $5 carry at special and large pizzas. I sure do. (laughs) I'm Italiano. I like this Italian. It's pretty good. It's he's good a good little Italian. He's a good little fella. Is he the, the wait, I'm thinking of Little Caesars. Yeah. Is that what you said? That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's cool. Right. It's a, he used to go pizza pizza, not it's a me, Italiano. Right, that's who it does now. Is that what they changed it? It used to be it's a me Italiano. At my recommendation, yes. All right. Okay. Pizza so, pizza's way better. So here's let's look into movie three. All right. One. Sure. We know Jack isn't dead, but is he reincarnated? Does he slash his way out of the Kraken? Yeah. Okay. Do Will and Elizabeth resolve their differences before they lie down together in a marital bed? Because the whole movie, Elizabeth's like, I want to fuck. She's yeah, like, that was a weird fuck. scene. It wasn't even I want to fuck. It's like, I want to get married. No, that's, that's fucking stuff. That's, that's Disney the code, for I want to fuck. Disney for I want to fuck. She, she's like, I want to get fucking married. You know what I'm talking about. And he goes. Right in there. And he goes, well, you know, on a boat. And I could do that for you right here. <laughs> and she goes, hmm. But then she looks away and she goes, mm, maybe. Mm. Where's my heart, Jack? He vibes like he fucked good. You know what I mean? Mm. He vibes like he thinks he fucks good. I think he would be a drunken mess in bed. Well, he does like literally mainline roam the entire time on scene. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this movie starts with him going, where's me rum? And then he stands up and f- almost falls over and goes, oh, yeah, that's where me rum went. In me bloody old belly, I'm a bloody yeah. drunk. And I'm so bloody he's loving. drunk the entire movie. This is true, and I think he would have a problem in bed or standing on a counter, like me, yeah. me on the counter, legs behind my my head. On a counter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a nice wide counter with enough room for my back, but like feet behind my head, asshole pointing straight out. On a what counter are you using for like that? A kitchen counter. That's not. That's first off, I've been to your apartment. And I don't think any of those canters could do that. Well, not my. I'm not. I'm there for one more day. Does your unnamed partner, who we will not drag into this by virtue of first name, have counters with that kind of tensile strength? Or I, we haven't moved in yet. I'm just saying. I was just like thinking about. A was tall... this your consideration looking at new apartments? Yes, it always is. Really? Yes, counter height. You bring like your specifications for this activity. I always say 
we got enough counters in the kitchen. They think it's for cutting. And you're like, no, I want to get my asshole blown out on it. That's the goal. Yeah. I'm like, oh, in the kitchen. You're like, right here in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm like, you're a great roommate. You're like, yeah, I sure am. You just wait for them to Little go away. Me. Wait for them to go away. Or join in. Fair enough. Will we see someone fuck in the third movie? Probably not. But, mm-hmm. you know, worth asking. I mean, they are PG-13. That's true. This really skirted... I mean, they kept, well, it was safely not an R, but there's a lot of, there's like throat slashing and decapitations when they blow holes in the Kraken. It's like pretty fucking gory. Yeah. I was kind of impressed at how fucked up this movie was. Yeah. Okay. So going on. Third one. We're going to have Jeffrey Rush versus Bill Nye. That's going to rule. That's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. What a great idea. I love that. Gore. Great work. I think one of my favorite tropes in, in, in franchises are when villains become buddies. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Buddy villains. Buddy villains. So we have Barbarossa. He's a bad man in the first movie. Third movie. It seems like he'll be our friend. I guess you're right because he's coming to help them. Unless he teams up with Bill Nye and they've taken both down together. They might do that because these plots are quite complicated. Now, do you think old Barbarossa and Davy Jones have some old beefs from back in the seafaring days? I, I feel like those guys are big personalities. I think so. I mean, one of them controls the sea. One of them controls basically all pirating. Well, now he controls apples because he, he missed them so much. He did. He loves those apples. It was so satisfying to see Barbarossa eat that apple. I loved it. Yeah. Is that what gave you the chills or just seeing his face? It was Hunter the Apple. It was all the apple. Yeah, it's called Verbinski's Apple. If you introduce an apple problem in the first movie, you have to resolve the apple problem. So it's a multi movie rule. That's how Gore thinks, baby. Wow. So in Mousetrap, was there an apple in Mousetrap? There's an apple in the background. There's actually, if you watch his movies, there's apples in all of the Verbinski films. So which movies do they then correlate? And in? Jeffrey Rush eats an apple in the background of every Gore Verbinski movie. Wow. I've never noticed. We'll go back and rewatch. Dust off those DVDs. I don't have any. Well, fuck you then. Jesus. <laughs> I'm trying to get you into the Blu-ray culture. Yeah. Oh, the Blu-ray that fucking skipped during our screening for our important podcast. It's a library disc. It's a library disc. That's Cut. what you sound like. I don't. Yeah, play it back. It's a library disc. Fuck, I sound just I like know. that. I know. You're so squeaky. I didn't know that. Why yeah. no one told me that yet? Okay, well, so- can I say something about you? You fucking creep. <laughs> What what what's the main uh, tool that they're trying to get? A compass. A compass. A compass. A compass. A compass. What is that? A, like a compass rose. You have a compass. It looks towards north. <laughs> what is it? That's so dumb. Compass. You're a fucking idiot. That's how you say that word. Compass. Compass. That sounds way weirder. It sounds like compass. <laughs> That sounds normal. No, it doesn't. Come and piss. Those are two compass. normal things. It's a compass. Compass, yeah. Compass. Yeah. You want to say compass? I'm not a child. <laughs> That's how it's pronounced. What are you, six years old? <laughs> Ooh, compass, I wish. Compass. Yikes. Yeah. Uh. It's called. It's pronounced compass? Compass. Go- nope. Compass. Compass. So you're to say if Gimli was in this movie using this directional device in the movie, he'd be a dwarf using a compass. A dwarf using a comp. Yeah, you said it right. Dwarf. Using a dwarf c- using a compass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, and ten if, out of ten. And what about the main one of the main characters from the Maze Runner? What if he was in on this? I forgot all their names. Minnow. Minnow. Yeah. Or would it be Minho or Monho or Mano? No one knows. What yeah. if those Maze Runners fucking burst out in a oh, fucking pirate land? How crazy would that shit be? That's what. So you were saying that Quentin Tarantino is predicting the downfall of film. Yeah. What if they just turned them all into one? 
Oh my god. <laughs> the ultimate crossover event. Well, no, I'm just saying Barbarossa. Patricia Arquette's character Minho. from Minho. Yeah, sure, whatever. Fucking uh, Lance Guest is back as Michael oh fucking God. Brody. What I'm saying is this. Okay. Computers. They exist now. <laughs> oh, wow. This is the premise. Okay. Well, you got to understand what we're talking about. Yeah. You have these things. Computers. Computers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the movie where Johnny Depp goes into a com- becomes a computer? <laughs> in Transcendence? Yeah. yeah he yeah. becomes a computer. That movie's insane. Um, Transcendence and Lucy should be like in a film festival of whack-ass fucking trash piles. Absolutely. Of like, okay. People become like okay. USB drives. Okay. You get all computers to scan. Scan. Capital S. Because I don't really know what, how it would work yet. But Sure. Scan all movies. Right. It can then make any movie. Wow. With any characters that you want. Wow. Well, watching this movie, I was like, what if your friendly neighborhood's Peter Parker, sure. Spider-Man, trouble fought the Kraken? Yeah, that'd be great. S- swooping around on his little legs. Oh, and who's that? It's John Constantine. Who's that? <laughs> it's, it's the DC movie where Ken Reeves plays the guy and he fights evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in it now. Yeah. He's good in it. Yeah, and who's that over there? It's it's Ducky from the John Hughes movie. Oh, that's sad. Oh, John Cryer. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Ducky from Lamb Before Time. No, she's dead. But she can be in it too. Sure. And the Orson Welles from the end of the Fifth Man. Right. He'd be great. It's amazing. Just fighting that Kraken. We could have thought of more women. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We thought of Tucky. Yeah. So here's what we're trying to say. I think if you actually put like if you. To go off what you just said, if you took like a thousand books on pirates and dumb bullshit from the ocean and fed yep. it into a computer, you would get this movie. Oh, yeah. It's insane how much happens in this movie. We were talking about that. Like, they're already, they're churning through boats, churning through captains, and they're churning through pirate lore. Right. I'm, we're a little concerned because we've gotten a lot of, well, I think it was it early in this movie, Gibbs is just walking on the, the deck. Just Who's singing. Gibbs? He's the guy with the sideburns. He's oh, like yeah, the helpful. He He's he great. Rules. He's like wandering around just singing Yo Ho, Yo Ho, Pirates Life for Me while pounding rum. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is it like to be a pirate? <laughs> well, are you talking fictional pirate or real life pirate? I think this movie, these movies are probably pretty realistic. Okay. So then you're probably, I don't know. You're, there's scrubbing of decks that we see. Yeah. There's a lot well, of. Well, swabbing, swabbing. Oh, forgive me. Yeah, that's all right. Swab sure. the, swab I the poop you. deck. I, you know, I did swab the poop deck earlier. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You said it looked like a dog. I'm a dog. No, it, it, it looked it, like a yeah, dog. Yeah, it looked like an animal had died in the toilet. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. Um, Stellan Sarsgaard, as Crustacean Man Bootstrap Bill, whips sure. his son at one point. Great scene. It's a wild-ass scene. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I want to just talk about life on Davy Jones's boat, The Flying Dutchman. I love it. It's basically a bunch of like living furniture and or crab people covered in mollusks wandering around doing like chores. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like when I grew up. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like my house. Right. Except a little fewer mollusks. Right, but your father whipped you. Yeah. There was a man with penis Cthulhu yelling at you constantly. My father. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I imagine life in Maine... To be mostly like life in the Flying Dutchman we, in this film. We grew up right on the ocean. Right. He'd throw us in. Sure. If we didn't walk the dog. Sploosh. Whoop. Right over. Yeah. It was an embankment, too. It wasn't even like a dock or anything. It was like, doom, 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 doom. And then sploosh, but it was really shallow because it was like a cliff. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's very similar. Did you do them on the lawn today, Charles? No. Ah! Yeah, there it went. Doom, 
Yeah, I learned. Wow. I learned to lie. That's beautiful. Yes, I mowed the lawn today, Dad. Um, I think you'd be able to tell if you mowed the lawn. I'm not sure if you can lie your way out of that. Hmm. Okay, here's what I'm talking about. I don't think he actually particularly cared. Um, at one point in the movie, Will learns crustacean furniture man CeeLo to beat what? Davy Jones in a dice game. You're saying, okay, dice game. I understand that. whole that. scene was fucking insane. I love it. I want to play that game with somebody. Okay, so can you describe the game in your own words? Yes, because yeah. I love this game. You get five dice each. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're bidding on what is going to be under all sets of dice. So you can play with as many friends as you have. You just need five dice. So you each roll, you peek at them, say you got three fives. You're like, hmm, well, I'll say three fives because I know that. But they didn't really go over most of the rules. But then it's like if someone else had a couple of fives, you're like, oh, five fives. And then it'll go around, then you could like play each other off. And then it, whoever gets it right wins. But it's no, whoever successfully a... lies. I, I wasn't sure what the end game yeah, was. Yeah, you know, I, didn't, I don't think I understood it. Right, like, is there Fuck. a moment of where they have to show their dice? Like, what, what's the... Uh, there's a very confusing you're right, game. Right, because the ending is like, Oh, but they said it related to everyone else's. I it was a game of deception, is what they say. Yeah, and what we learn later is that in fact the whole thing was a game of deception for Will, who just wanted to find out where old David kept the key, which was under his penis face. Do you think anyone calls him David anymore? No. I think for a while he tried like call me David Jones. I'm trying to do the Davy thing. I don't know. Feels kind of like I'm an adult. I have my own boat. I control the seas. <laughs> I have access to the Kraken. I just maybe call me David or yeah. Mr. Jones. Or Mr. Jones. Captain, Captain Jones. Jones. Yeah. Right. He's very, no. he's very casual. Yeah. For a man who's always like consigning people to an eternity on the Flying Dutchman. Does he have mystic powers to do that? Yeah. Wow. David Jones is pretty cool. Yeah. He's a great villain. Yeah. Because like in the last movie, no one's a villain. I think the closest thing we actually get to a villain this time is the fucking capitalist. Wow, you're right. He's the one that I hate. He's the worst, yeah. But like, we didn't really talk about this in the last episode, but Barbosa's he's just a pirate. Sure. He betrayed Depp, but Depp betrays everyone. He's just a pirate. Mm-hmm. And then the commander, Commodore. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. He's he's a justice man, but he like he's not a bad guy. He's looking out for, to keep things safe. And at the end of the day, he's like, I'm going to let... They did save everything. I'm going to let them go. Mm-hmm. This movie... Davy Jones, he's the keeper of the sea. <laughs> he's an okay. essential part of life. Right, you're right. Yeah, he's not a bad guy. He like decides whether if you're scared of dying and going into nothingness, you can work on a boat for a hundred years and, and be a crustacean furniture man, and then you can die. It's right. like he all he does is is you know he's just and then he's scared. He fell in love once and it ruined him. Well, hey, we've all got a story like that. Hey, you're I talking, got many. You mentioned Norrington from the first movie. I want to talk about two things before the podcast is over. Norrington yeah. reemerged in this movie as a fucking like pig shit covered drunk piece of shit who's trying to get his own redemption, which is kind of amazing. Incredible. I love that. Yeah. This movie felt like we talked about the last movie felt more between the Harry Potter and Game of Thrones polar vibes. This movie was very Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think the tone of it was a lot was a lot grimmer. Yeah, Game of Thrones and Mousetrap. <laughs> right, Game of Thrones meets Mousetrap. <laughs> The work of yeah, Gore not Rubinsky. the Agatha Christie play, but the Gore Verbinski master. The good one about the Cheese Factory. Yes. It's so good. I'm John Cleese. Do, 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 you know John Cleese's real name is John Cheese? That's the... That was the song that he was playing with his face. 
Yeah. Two, three, four. I've got the penis face. We just played that with our face, too. And my penis. We're just like... Davy Jones? Ah, old Davy Jones. Okay, you were talking while watching the movie about Jack Sparrow in this film. You're talking about a a man perhaps lost in a changing world. Mm. Do you want to expound on that a little bit? Maybe, yeah. Because this was when Allison came down and was like, what's this movie about? And you give a very like eloquent, nuanced, literary response. And you were like, well, you know, these guys are doing this and that and this sort of split up. And I was just like, this is about a man who's lost. This is about a man whose world is changing before his eyes and he doesn't know what he needs or wants. Fuck. Yeah. And the visual metaphor in the movie is a compass that points to the thing you want the most, like that dumbass mirror in Harry Potter's. Compass. Compass. Yeah. And I think, I mean, ultimately that's why this movie really works better than the first one. Because the first one, I think there are lessons, capital L, that are learned, capital L. By... Like hang easy, be chill. Wait, what? Like hang easy, be chill. Right. Great lesson. Yeah. Capital L. Um, I think everyone just sort of learns something and is like maybe talking about freedom and like maybe not thinking so much about rules and thinking about what's best. But it's it's not really important. It was a fun movie, but ultimately lacking in depth. This one, every character is troubled with a capital T. Yeah, dealing with like real shit. Yeah, and I really like that Sparrow is like amping up his bullshit because he's like... He's freaking out. The whole beginning's like, God, there's a cracking on my ass. I can't tell anyone. I got this black spot. I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know where I'm going. Let's just go hide on land forever until I die. And it's good. Yeah. He's- yeah. I guess like, you know, not like I said, um, I, when I saw this in theaters, I was there mostly to make out. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really. What was a good move you pulled? Oh, sorry. What do you mean? Like a tongue maneuver? Uh, well, I was finger, 16. So finger blaster? No uh, finger blasting. No finger blasting? No, it was relatively chaste. It was more like the emotional, just like, you know, making out in a dark room. Kiss the tip of the nose. No, it wasn't that kind of thing. I'm not a fucking dork. Are you a... <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to know. Uh, no, it was, but like, <laughs> I think it'd be in my head, I was like, oh, Jack Sparrow. They probably just like, just like goofy the whole time. No, he's like fucked up and intense and like... Yeah. Again, like we're talking about this, the context of Johnny Depp, who seems like a certified fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he brings it in these movies. He's great in this. I think all actors have to be fucking insane. I don't think that's true at all. All right, sure, great. Then you're right. You hear some of them, they're like, they're, they're like, Willem Dafoe. Listen to that guy talk. He sounds like, he's like, I'm yeah. Willem Dafoe. Hi. He's great. Sure. But I feel like there's a lot of insane people, like Peter Sellers. Like, I feel like Depp and Sellers, like, there's just like this type of actor that just has, I don't know, they just seem like really without control. Wants to be loved and will do anything to be loved. Yeah. yeah. Cleaning, beating people up. Sure. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, thank allegedly. you. He's, his lawsuit's going forward. Yeah, he's suing his ex-wife he's suing everybody. for her saying that his spousal abuse cost him a role in the non-existent <laughs> Sixth Pirates movie. To me, it's all fucked up, but that's the most fucked up, is that you can sue someone for damages for not appearing in a film that doesn't exist and will probably never exist. We live in a wonderful and wonderfully litigious country. Mm. The cool, Anything's a lawsuit. The cool part of this is they're now fighting over where the lawsuit should be held. That's always a good part of a lawsuit. Yeah, because he has a lawsuit open, and she now put in a different lawsuit to get it moved to a different state. And he's trying to have it done at the town in France that he owns? 
Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'd like to be done in the town that I own in France <laughs> where I am the chief judge. No, he's doing it in the town where the newspaper that reports reported the uh, the libel. Wow. Yeah. Man, it seems like a waking hell to be Johnny Depp or near Johnny Depp or have known Johnny Depp. Or famous. Yeah. It seems like that's hard. It seems like a bummer. Yeah. But you know who's having fun? Who that? Bill. Nah, this sign. Who? Bill. I can't pronounce his last Nye? name. Nye? Nye? See, when I don't know how to pronounce the word, I just avoid it. You just fucking burst through with your big dick out being like compass. 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 Sorry, compass. Yeah, there you go. That sounds great. It sounds like compass. Don't tell me that's great. Wait, what's not great about cum and piss? Well, I'll just at least have shit, and shit's fucking great. Yeah. yeah the trifecta. That's a whole that's new word, really, though. That's an afternoon right there. That's a good afternoon. Yeah. We had a great afternoon. We had a great afternoon. Um, it was, we, we, of course, like many days, uh, while the world is doing big, exciting things, we are inside watching movies. Um, we got, we got away from it. We took a deep breath. We swam in a lake. We ate some a fine pasta parmesan. Mm, we frolicked in the rain. We frolicked in the rain. We got soaking wet in the rain. Then we had some friggin' froyo. Yeah, and now we're, our, we're barefoot. We walked outside barefoot. Yeah, we walked. Our shoes are still wet from that we earlier. We offended people outside of a nearby cinema who noticed they're shoeless. What's going on? They're not wearing shoes. Has anarchy taken to the streets? Is Sanders president? Hmm. Did I tell you about my... I must have told you about my shoeless face. Let's close out this episode with a brief anecdote about your shoeless face. I went for like, I live in Maine, and I basically went for like two years without wearing shoes. Why? It's a great question. <laughs> What's the worst infection you picked up? Zero. That's okay. the thing. Is, is I think it was because you know me. Do you think the tapeworm you obviously have came from that period? I do not think that. <laughs> Somewhere else. That was something else. Fair enough. You know me. I sure do. If I can prove to people oh boy. that yeah. I am right and they are wrong, then I will engage in an activity that you allows for that. You will go to Verbinski-like lengths to prove a point about something. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do my own spinning around in a giant wheel yeah. to come out on top. Right. Um, I, I It started off because I just like, in the summertime... I'm an active man. As the French call it, I'm sportif. There's wow. no real English translation to it. So I'm just going to use the French word. I don't think we need... I think we all get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so wearing sandals, it's a challenge because it's actually more dirty and filthy to be constantly barefoot. Sandals, barefoot sandals. Like if I'm playing Frisbee, I can't play Frisbee in my sandals, so I got to take them off. And then I'm running around the dirt. And then I put my sandals back on. It's gross. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I wash my feet a lot more than I wash my shoes. Let's go barefoot. So that lasts for summers. I think I usually wear some boots if it snowed or something, but I just, I went barefoot and it's incredible. You experienced it tonight. We were barefoot for what? Six seconds outside of your car and you already got looks. You got people talking about you. You know, there's like a psychotic online community around like bare feet rights. You should look into it. They're I do your know people. That. They're yeah. your people. Well, I know that. I like people will be like, "Oh, you can't come in here. It's a hygiene issue." It's like, no, it's fucking not a hygiene issue. You don't even know what you're fucking talking about. You sound exact. Oh my god. Yeah. This is your infowars. This was me. This is your anti-vax. I'm not this way anymore. Okay. I was we we safe. got a taste of it just now though. But yeah, you know, sure. so this is what I, my life was like. I was going to Seven Eleven just to buy a fucking Slurpee. 
Sure. And they'd be like, you got to leave. And it's like, you're paid $7 an hour and you care about what my feet are doing in your store? What the fuck is wrong with you? Wow. It's because they like to exert their way to make power. Happen. I would say you've reached the peak likability. Right now? On this podcast. Fuck this yeah. is the moment where people are like, you know what? I want Charles' side. Fuck yeah. those guys at motherfucking 7-Eleven. <laughs> $7 an hour and they're choosing to yeah. pick a fight Those with me? fucking peasants are trying to tell me to live my fucking life. Well, that wasn't the point I was making. Oh. I was thinking they're like capitalist shills. They're fucking losers, slaves to the system. And, and yet they choose to not be like, I'm getting paid $7 an hour. I don't fucking care. I just want to go home. They're like, oh, excuse me, sir. I uh, have no authority over anything except for this right now. So I'm going to tell you to leave rather than take money from you. I'm giving you money for Slurpee. <laughs> money for Slurpee. You need to go to bed. Nah, I just need to go walk around barefoot, man. All right. Well, I'm feeling the urge. This, of course, was a podcast about the movies of Gore Verbinski. And over speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, so uh, we're. I'm pumped for three. Oh, I'm super stoked. It's I wish they would number them because it's still confusing. searching for them online. I Honestly, I'm, I'm starting to get it down. It's... All right, I'll see if I got it. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, At World's End. Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, On Something Sea Shores? On Sinister Slipperies? On Sinister Slipperies, so that's it. Nailed it. Uh, I don't remember the last two because we haven't really been thinking about them. But it's the one that's something about at, On Something Something. And then the fifth one is Pirates of the Caribbean. Davy Jones's house. Okay, it's Davy the Jones's house, house that yeah, Davy yeah, Jones built. Here is the list. Okay, this is exciting. it. Is Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Ding. Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. Ding. Pirates of the Caribbean: At World's End. Ding. Pirates of the Caribbean: On Stranger Tides. Ding. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men Tell No Tales. Nah, didn't get that one at all. How yeah, about? Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Things. Fuck. The fucking kids from the movie in the 80s. Oh, God. The computers could do it. Oh, the computers are in it, and it's so good. Oh, my God. Okay, well, for all that and more, uh, tune in next week. And, of course, rate, review, subscribe, email, and stuff. Are you a pirate? Tell us about being a pirate. you a crustacean furniture person? I want to hear about that, too. You got a compass or a compass? We want to hear all about it. Okay, it's Josh. Yeah, just weigh in. Hashtag compass, hashtag compass. Yeah, one or the other. Just spell it however you fucking want. We'll, We'll tally them up. Everyone, please go outside. (laughs) 